Pastor Xavier Reese and a future portrait of the extended family of God. Listen to Zechariah. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, people shall yet come, inhabitants of many cities. The inhabitants of one city shall go to another, saying, Let us continue to go and pray before the Lord and seek the Lord of hosts. Yes, many peoples and many nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem. Jerusalem will be the capital of the world during the Millennial Kingdom. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Considering our much-divided political system, we seem to be living in an ever-divided nation, a division that has taken us far beyond party lines to the point of an ongoing and almost brutal attack on the elected leadership. Today, Pastor Xavier points out how, during God's plan for the future days of man, there'll be no question of who is king. It's the revealing simple truth he draws from the book of Zephaniah in today's study. Let's listen. The message is entitled, Worship in the Kingdom Age. Zephaniah chapter 2, we're going to look at verse 11. It is directed to the long term or the far fulfillment of all the Gentiles to worship Jesus during the millennial kingdom. Listen to the words. People shall worship him, each one from his place, indeed all the shores of the nations. Now, the context of the text being the worship of Jesus during the kingdom age, we're going to use our text only as the propositional truth of that fact. That there will be a thousand year reign as the worship of Jesus. That, and we're going to build on that, and we want to substantiate this truth by the biblical evidence about the millennial worship of Jesus through three things. First, we want to look at the temple of the millennium. Second, the sacrifice of the millennium, and then the covenant of the millennium. Ezekiel gives us a full description of the temple in Ezekiel chapter 40 from verse 1 to chapter 46, verse 24. And one of the prominent characteristics of the millennial temple is the presence of the Shekinah glory that Ezekiel saw leave the temple prior to the captivity. Listen to Ezekiel 43, 4 through 5. And the glory of the Lord came into the temple by way of the gate which faces Towards the east, the spirit lifted me up and brought me into the inner court. And behold, the glory of the Lord filled the temple. You remember when Solomon dedicated the temple in 1 Kings 8? The priests couldn't even minister. They got so full of the glory of God, they had to run out. Well, this will be much greater, but we'll be in a different form, in a different situation now. The city is given a new name in Ezekiel 48, 35. It says, Yahweh Shammah, the Lord is there. Physically, literally, ruling and reigning. Now Jesus is in the midst of us. But he's not physically here. He's in heaven. But in the millennial, he's there literally. The purpose of the sacrificial order is very, very clear. The sacrifice of the millennial cannot have any relationship to expiation. In other words, they're not going to offer sacrifice so their sins are be forgiven by the animal. The atoning work of redemption was finished once and for all by Jesus Christ. Hebrews 7, 27 is very, very clear. Who does not need daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice first for his own sins and then for the people's. For this he did once for all when he offered up himself. So the atoning work is done. 
The Old Testament sacrifices did not forgive sin, by the way. They covered it as an IOU appointing to the true payment to come. Hebrews 10.4 says, For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats would take away sins. I used to work for Prana Market in the, in the mid-60s. That we had some customers that we knew very well, and they would be able to run up a tab for the week, and then at the end of the week, they would come in and pay it. So when they would buy something, just sign for it, and I would take that IOU. At the end of the night, I would just close out my books, and I would count those IOUs as cash, and my books would balance. And come Friday or Saturday, they would come in, give me the cash, I'd give them the IOUs, my books still balance. But never for once did I ever believe that those pieces of paper IOUs were real money. They were pointing to the true payment. That's the same thing with all the blood of bulls and goats. They were pointing to the true Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world, Jesus Christ. Now the sacrifices of the millennial will be then memorial in character. Because people ask, why are they happening? They're memorial in character. Because who's the kingdom for? For the church? No. The kingdom age is for Israel. That God would fulfill all the promises that he gave to David that have not been fulfilled. All the land, all the promises... All the exaltation. It's never been fulfilled completely. The Lord's Supper is a permanent memorial of His death. That salvation has been accomplished. We celebrate it. As we look back on the cross to those sacrifices, there will be a constant reminder of the redemptive price of Jesus Christ for Jew and Gentile. All will be commemorative of the majestic work of Jesus Christ in the amazing types and reality of himself. The difficulty comes when people mix the church who is glorified and reigning with Jesus and the earthly kingdom of Israel with the Gentile subordination to the Jews in the kingdom age. You have to separate them. You can't mix them. Okay? The remnant. Israel is looking for an earthly kingdom. The church is looking for a heavenly kingdom and spiritual kingdom. Israel is a literal kingdom on earth. Every time you um, present a receipt or you hold a receipt, it means that you have fulfilled your obligation of debt. Anybody who tries to collect that debt again cannot do it if you have that evidence. The same thing with Jesus Christ. All these sacrifices are not in addition or to supplement. They're simply commemorative. Jesus is the receipt. He's done it all. He's fulfilled it all. Now, we are living in an amoral society, a very cultural, relative, situational ethic of no absolutes today. Therefore, there is the pressure and there is the intimidation for you to be broader than the scriptures declare. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. It's a very narrow, narrow way. That's it. How about Buddha? What about Buddha? He's in the grave. Muhammad, he's in the grave. Jesus rose from the dead. God the Father honors only the sacrifice of Jesus. Listen to 1 John 2, 2. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not ours alone, but the whole world. Do you understand that statement? The word propitiation has to do with satisfying the wrath of God for sin. It was the blood of Jesus Christ. Not only for us, the Christian, but the whole world. Therefore, if God gave the invitation to the whole world that can be saved by John 3.16, because he died for the whole world, then that means that every person before they die will have at least one opportunity. Where do you find that in Scripture? I don't. 
But because of the nature of God and the invitation, if he died for the whole world, then everybody has to have at least one chance. Because if one person doesn't have one chance, and he stands before Jesus, and Jesus said, why did you not accept me? They would have to say, you never gave me the chance. By knowing the character of God, and the nature of the gospel, and the nature of his death, everyone will be without excuse. Especially Americans. Our whole jurisprudence is based on the Christian Judeo scripture. All of it. Every monument in Washington has a scripture on it. Many of our documents are based on that. Our constitution is based on the very truth that our rights come inalienable rights from God, not government. The testimony in heaven confirms this truth. Listen to Revelation 5, 11 through 12. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creature and the elders and the number of them that was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice. Listen to this. This is the worship in heaven. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power, riches, wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Now, if that's the theme of heaven, that should be the theme here on earth in the church. And that's what will be the theme during the thousand year reign and the new eternal state. Only Jesus. No one else. So, the meaning of the sacrifice of the, in the millennial are as a memorial of Jesus. Let's finish up with the covenant of the millennium. The millennial age will be a different place as far as the earth is concerned. I've already implied it. But listen to Zechariah 14.4. The Lord will change the topography of the land. He says, And in that day his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which faces Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall be split in two, from the east to the west, making a very large valley. Half of the mount shall move towards the north, and half of it towards the south. So Jesus comes back in a second coming. We're coming back with him. His foot stands on the Mount of Olives. Some of you have been there. We're sitting there on the Mount of Olives. It splits in two. One to the one side, the other one to the other. So the minute he comes, he starts rearranging the earth. All will come to Jerusalem. Isaiah 2, 2, listen. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains. Mountains are powers, authorities, the very top. And shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it. Notice how everything I'm giving you confirms our text in Zephaniah 2.11. Jerusalem will be the capital of the world. The Feast of Tabernacle will be key. Listen to Zechariah 14.16-17. It shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations, because Jesus judged the nations, sheep from the goat, and those that pass go in, shall go up to Jerusalem, that come up against Jerusalem, shall go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. And it shall be that well, whichever of the families of the earth do not come up to Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, on them there will be no rain. Simple. You don't want to come? No water. He said that's cruel. No, that's just uh, facts. It's not going to be a republic. It's not going to be a democracy. It, Jesus is ruling. He's changing the earth. In many different ways, not completely, because there's still going to be sin and death. But he's going to change the topography. This temple will fit in on Mount Moriah. But also the animal kingdom will be reverted to its prior fall. Isaiah 65, 25 says, The wolf and the lamb will feed together. So the wolf won't be eating the lamb. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. The dust shall be 
the serpent's food. Wow, did you catch that? Every aspect of creation of the animal kingdom will be reverted back the way it was in Genesis, except for the snake, because it's the instrument of the fall. It will lead us all his days. He says, they shall not hurt nor destroy in my holy mountain, says the Lord. A little boy will lead a lion with a lamb, right? The millennial age will be the fulfillment of the new covenant to Israel, according to the prophets. Again, it's looking for an earthly kingdom, Israel. Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34 confirms this. Listen carefully. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Not the church. The millennial kingdom. What do you do with these Christians? You just explain them away? You spiritualize them? You remove them, put the church in there? That's exactly what they do. The Bible says, don't add, don't take away from my word. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. Listen carefully. I will put my laws in their minds and write them in their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. The thousand year reign, the millennium. He goes on, No more shall every man teach his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me. From the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. Right now Israel has no basis for the forgiveness of sin. The last sacrifice made was in 70 AD. There have been no temple. There is no temple. There has never been a sacrifice. The Antichrist will reinstate that, but that's not where we're, the millennial kingdom. That's the great tribulation. Joel declares this new covenant to be the outpouring of God's spirit. Listen to Joel 2, 28 and 29. It shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, your sons and your daughters, shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams your young men shall see visions this began in the day of Pentecost remember Peter quoted it short term day of Pentecost long term tribulation period long long term the millennial kingdom so prophecy has usually a twofold short term long term but it can have a extended one as we have here for the millennial kingdom and also on my men servants and my maid servants I will pour out my spirit on those days. So it continues from the tribulation, great tribulation, into the millennial kingdom. Very, very clear. Now, Ezekiel confirms both Jeremiah and Joel in the new covenant. And see, you let scripture interpret scripture. You don't manipulate scripture. And the context is always important. Listen carefully. Ezekiel 36, 26 to 32 says this. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Israel. The church is already with Jesus glorified. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgment and do them. We just saw Jeremiah 31. That it would be Israel. Here it is. Then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. You should be my people. I will be your God. So it's in fulfillment of all the promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? The land. Are you looking for land? I'm not looking for land. 
Israel is looking for land. I will deliver you from all your uncleanness. I will call for the grain and multiply it and bring no famine upon you. That's literal. You and I are glorified. We're not going to need that type of food. We're glorified. The people living through the millennial kingdom live and die just like you and I now. They have to be born again just like you and I do. Satan is bound for those thousand years. And I will multiply the fruit of your trees and the increase of your fields so that you need never again bear the reproach of famine among the nations. Because God brought famine to judge Israel many times before the nations. Then you will remember your evil ways and your deeds that were not good. And you will loathe yourself in your own sight for your iniquities and your abominations. Listen carefully to the last verse 32. Not for your sake do I do this, says the Lord God. Let it be known to you, be ashamed and confounded for your own ways, O house of Israel. They will see their unworthiness, but the love and grace of God. And you understand this, so do I. That you and I do not deserve forgiveness or the grace. And we see what God has done for us in the person of Christ and forgiven us. Then we love him the more, right? The worship will be of no one except Jesus Christ. Listen to Isaiah 66, 23. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another. And from the Sabbath to another. All flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. Me, Jesus Christ. In Jerusalem. Jeremiah declares, 50 verse 5. They shall ask the way to Zion with their faces towards us, saying, Come and let us join ourselves to the Lord in a perpetual covenant that will not be forgotten. Israel. Ezekiel tells us, Ezekiel 20 verse 40 through 41. For on my holy mountain, on the mountain height of Israel, says the Lord God, There all the house of Israel, not the church, all of them in the land shall serve me. There I will accept them, and there I will require your offerings, your first fruits of your sacrifice, together with all your holy things. I will accept you as a sweet aroma when I bring you out from the peoples and gather you out of the countries where you have been scattered. And I will be hollowed in you before the Lord. God will gather him from the four corners of the earth, right? Listen to Micah. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain... Of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and the people shall flow to it. Many nations, our text in Zephaniah, many nations shall come and say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and he, we shall walk in his path for out of Zion, the law shall go forth and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, not Hollywood, not Burbank, not Russia, not England. Jerusalem. Listen to Zechariah, lastly. Chapter 8, Zechariah, verse 20 through 22. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, people shall yet come, inhabitants of many cities. The inhabitants of one city shall go to another, saying, Let us continue to go and pray before the Lord and seek the Lord of hosts. I myself will go also. Yes, many peoples and many nations, plural, shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem and to pray before the Lord. What is it that we don't understand about the millennial kingdom? Jerusalem will be the capital of the world during the millennial kingdom. Oranges, tangerines, bananas, they're all fruit. But they're different kinds of fruit. 
You must distinguish the covenant of the millennial from the covenants of the old and the new. It's fulfilled in the nation of Israel. The kingdom is spiritual in character, but yet physical in its fulfillment in many of its functions. It is eternal in nature and is the proclamation of both the Old and the New Testament. The kingdom of God is present now in the church age, but yet to come in its final form of the thousand years. The kingdom is present, but yet to come. Kind of like an eclipse when it hits here. Jesus came the first time, they met. And it's progressing. The second coming, when it's completely eclipsed, the millennial kingdom. So it's present yet to come. The church is not the kingdom, but part of the kingdom. So those people who are teaching dominion theology, kingdom theology, let's take back territory, let's bind the enemy, let's get Christians into office, and the world's going to get better and better and better. They're smoking crack. (laughs) Bible doesn't teach that. You think the world's getting better? We have a certain advance in technology, but it's not getting better. The Bible doesn't teach that. Jesus will bring the kingdom and establish the kingdom. We will return with him and set up the kingdom with Jesus. But he sets it up, not us. The government of the kingdom will be headed up by Jesus himself, probably through the agency of David, delegation through uh, sub-rulers and appointed magistrates and administrators. As you go through the scriptures, you see that. And again, Jerusalem is going to be the capital. In fact, when Jesus was his disciples, remember they saw him pray and they were impressed with his prayer. And they came and said, Lord, teach us to pray. He said, pray after this manner. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. What did he say? Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom, when it comes, it's on earth. And his will be done as it is now in heaven. We are not looking for an earthly kingdom. We are looking for a spiritual kingdom. We're going to be glorified with Jesus, literally. We will be ruling and reigning with Jesus. Israel will occupy all of its land. Israel will be served by the Gentile world. Jesus and David will be on the throne. It's going to be an incredible, incredible time. So the covenant of the millennial is the thing from the old and the new, but it's fulfilled in Jesus Christ. As he is faithful in the promises that he gave to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Israel. Not the church. We're ruling and reigning with him. Now, if you eliminate Israel as a fulfillment of this and you spiritualize it and you believe in replacement theology, pray tell, what do you do with those scriptures? You just ignore them? No, they don't ignore them. They just scratch out Israel and they put the church. Do you know how horrible that is? Three times, do not add, do not take away. Deuteronomy, Proverbs, and the book of Revelation. Don't mess with God. You can mess with anything in this life. Do not mess with this word. It's like going target shooting. Rather than shooting at the bullseye, you think the bullseye is on the right-hand corner. And every time you hit the corner, you think you got a bullseye. You are so far off the wall. You're not even close to the bullseye. There will be a literal millennial kingdom. Jesus will rule and reign on the earth. The worship will be of Jesus. And these three things have given the evidence of that. The temple of the millennial, the sacrifice of the millennial, and the covenant of the millennial. Can't wait. It's going to be an incredible, incredible day. And as I look around, you must look up. Your redemption draws near. It's closer than when you first believed. But as you're waiting, you occupy till he comes. Do not forsake the gathering of the saints. 
do not be deceived and pulled into flaky churches that are going to tell you how good you are. Listen, let me tell you how good you are. You're good for nothing except for sin. That's what the Bible says. Let's get over it. Let's get on with Jesus. Pastor Xavier Reese with the simple truths about a man and God as revealed in the Old Testament book of the prophet Zephaniah. Now you can request a copy of today's essential study, Worship in the Kingdom Age, available on CD for just $4. And by the way, this CD will also contain everything Pastor Xavier shared with us the last time we were together as well. Now the title you'll be asking for once again is Worship in the Kingdom Age. Or simply mention today's date when you write Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And it's helpful when you mention the call letters of this station when you contact us. And then join us for more Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese right here next time. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com 